three, two, one, go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Triad of the Fours podcast, a podcast from three Puerto Rican friends coming together to do deep dives into Star Wars and other nerd-related media. This is our Bad Batch Monday, and today we're going to talk about season one finale, Camino Lost. But before we get into the episode, we are want you guys to know that we've recorded live today with at Richport. Uh, is that the correct link to them? And, and Richport at at ten ten five or if it's gonna be X, it's gonna be linked down. It'll be in the link below. But we were with them. Well, if you're listening to this now, it's probably we did that yesterday. Uh, but we'll leave a link down in the description where we discussed a uh, bad batch along with other cool star wars things and actually a bunch of other nerd related media so uh, (laughs) make sure to check that one out it was a fun time uh, with our fellow puerto rican colleagues there in the podcast uh, social media community so uh, it was fun so yeah check it out we'll leave a description below uh here on youtube and on twitter but anyway Bad Batch season one finale. I am very happy we're getting a second season because that episode was depressing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it was good though. You, it was what good. you said. I, I was almost about to say uh, the final Bad Batch Monday, but thankfully it yeah. won't be because we do have season two ne- uh, mm-hmm. next year. And like you said, Nanny, it was a nice little cliffhanger, almost literally, right? Because we ended the episode right kind of, oh, yeah. it's a mountain butcher, whatever. It's a man. <laughs> <laughs> so we had um return to camino which is kind of like an optimistic title and then now we have camino lost so it, it is official mm. camino is gone so what mm. did you guys think of the episode in general um it was i mean i i really enjoyed it i think i would have enjoyed mm-hmm. it more if it had been released as part like a two-part mm-hmm. episode with the return to camino i think it those two episodes really work well together. I would have liked that scene that in one sitting, because especially if it how bombastic, right? A previous episode was and how quiet, even though this episode wasn't quiet, but you know, mm-hmm. it was a little more internal and personal. I felt that it was a nice coda to the last episode and the both, both together, I think worked better than apart, but I really enjoyed it. I think it was a really strong ending, especially with uh, keeping everyone safe and protected, but also setting up the dangers ahead for mm-hmm. both the Bat Batch and our potential connections to other Star Wars uh, uh, shows and movies. Yeah. What about you, Mo? I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a great, great season finale. I'm glad, mm-hmm. like you said, Danny, that there's going to be a, another Bat <laughs> Batch season because yeah. if, if not, then I mean, it could be a good finale but i feel that they've laid out so much thing so many like mm-hmm. thread lines that mm-hmm. at least as a fan i want to like follow and see where they lead to mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm glad we're gonna have that second season uh, as for the episode it's again it's just beautiful it's just that mm-hmm. it's almost on a like um like a farewell to an era yeah absolutely definitely it it felt very nostalgic very Mm -hmm. respectful in a sense so i'm I'm glad we had this uh it 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 gives like a semblance of you know this is the clone wars and that this had this 
Like, yeah. The empire is now the empire. Like, this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have yeah. to leave behind any attachments to the Republic and this is what the new future lies ahead. So how do we deal with it? And you have characters that choose not to follow the empires and you have characters who by their own volition, you know, mm -hmm. say like, hey, I, I want to join the empire and the fallout and the actual unfolding of events that that leads to. And mm -hmm. if in that case, you know, there's still the sense of family, like we can defer, we can have different opinions, but at the mm -hmm. end, we're all family. So I think it was, it was just beautiful, to be honest. Mm -hmm. like, good, good yeah. I am, I'm going to disagree with Goose and agree with something that Mo said uh, on our last episode that I, I kind of appreciated that they separated both episodes because it was a lot to take in that, you know, this is like the end of Camino. And I think if we would have watched mm -hmm. it back to back, it would have taken something away from it. I think it made mm -hmm. a more of an impact that we had to wait a week and, and see how the culmination mm -hmm. of this, like, you know, final arc was going to be. So I mm. found it even more evocative that they separated them. And then you get this completely different because it's it starts right where the last episode ended with, you know, the fireworks destruction of Camino, And then it goes into like the episode never stops. Like the characters mm. are always threatened in this episode. Mm. And then you see, you know, from like the aerial attack to how everything goes underwater. And it like the silence mm. and the the score, which has always been fantastic. Mm. There was something incredibly mournful about the score this time. Like you mm. feel sad just, you know, listening and watching the images and, and it it hurt. I mean, mm. it was so well done. You really care about these characters. And then like uh, Goose said, it's also very internal, all these conversations with um, Crosshair that before he was like just fully defensive. But in this episode, mm. you can start to tell that, you know, the words of the batch are starting to get to him. Like he's starting to, you know, he's doubled down on I've made my decision, but at the same time, he's starting to feel doubts about it as well, which I'm really glad that we're getting a season two. And I hope that they explore that inner conflict mm -hmm. with Crosshair a lot more. And I think if it would have been incomplete, I think, if this is all that we were going to get from the Bad Batch. Right. So I'm really glad that we're getting more. I'm very hopeful about how they treat it going forward. So, so that was my take gen in general. I, I really, really enjoyed it. It, it felt like a, a complete season, right. but it's not the end of the story. Yeah. Uh, and I, I liked how you were phrasing the, what, what happened with Camino and how it was being framed because, you know, it's, it, it's very, it was a burial at sea, right? Quite literally. Yep. So we were like putting, putting the, 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 the facility to rest, but that facility means a lot to a lot of people. And like, obviously it means a lot to the characters in the show too. So the fact that it was going underwater, it, was, it felt, you know, very, like, like I said, like it's like a burial. So it was mm -hmm. visually that much more. And the fact that then the episode was taking place underwater. So you like, you have to deal with the consequences of when you lose something, right? So like mm -hmm. having all those characters uh, do that while visually being in that circumstance was very, uh, very well visually and thematically done i feel and i feel that the show was also kind of meta in a way uh, this week especially with the discussion between the batch and crosshair and like their difference of ideologies and how they not come together because obviously they 
leave like mm-hmm. and they all both they go their separate ways but those discussions that they have especially with the very charged climate that we're having <laughs> yeah. nowadays with the current political uh, discourse i felt that the show probably intentional but uh, we will know we won't know right because we <laughs> asked one of the writers felt very poignant in like how i made that comparison between like how uh, family members differ and how mm-hmm. do you deal with it especially for me the best scene that kind of showed that was when uh, tech was explaining to wrecker yeah why crosser was doing the things that he was doing but then crosser's like oh i didn't think you would come out and be on my and side defend me. and yeah. and tech's mm-hmm. like no no just because i can understand you and can know what you're doing mm-hmm. what you're doing doesn't mean i agree with you now it's like oh shit there you go disney the uh, lucasfilm throwing us uh, some little Uh, truth bombs there so that we can internalize how we also uh, deal with our interactions right with family members or friends that might be like on different spectrums of a conversation so I thought I thought that was great and not to keep rambling but the fact that Crosshair left at the end of the episode I think was really smart move because if he had at least to me if he had changed allegiance and just left with the batch it would have felt unearned especially after yeah. his conversation with them that they didn't yeah. go look for him and want to yeah. get him. Yeah. I feel that's what season two needs to do is like them yeah. trying to get him back and then have that dynamic for him to switch yeah. sides, if at all. But I think it's it'll be more earned if the batch goes out of their way to get him to change yeah. his mind. Yeah, well, I completely agree. I think it would have been way too abrupt if they mm-hmm. made him switch sides right now, which you didn't call, Goose. You thought he was going to rejoin the batch. But I think it's... Um, Glad I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, More I think it's actually, yeah. it is way better the way that they did it. And you know, now that uh, the badge has taken the first step, especially mm-hmm. when Hunter says, like, you said that you gave us a chance, now we're giving you a chance. He didn't take it now, but I think they're t- taking the mm-hmm. first steps into like mending right. that relationship, which is also why I loved when um, Omega says that they're still your brothers and you're still mm-hmm. my brother, which kind of definitely brought a tear to my eye it was it was really good go go omega for the win really yes she's the best it's dramatic just i'm, I'm leaving i'm gonna st- like wait halfway through the mm-hmm. ad just to say this deliver this amazing line yeah it's like go omega and, and, then, and then crosser is like oh we're considered us even like yeah yeah of course, of course he has to be snarky about it yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> But but oh. but this this episode was a tearjerker. Like mm-hmm. when they when they started setting up the their escape with the oh the that AC one was gonna be the one that mm-hmm. pushed oh, them. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, it's gonna happen. They're, they're, it's like don't you don't don't you uh, Jack Dawson him. This is not Titanic. <laughs> he will not float away and freeze to death. Osbando yeah. <laughs> said the same exact thing. He was like, this is a Titanic moment. This yes. cannot happen. And I was really pissed because I, I was really excited that we got AC because you always need a droid mm-hmm. in the family. Yeah. And I was just like, right. you're going to kill off the droid? How can you? So, and it also shows signs that, you know, Crosshair isn't a bad guy. He ended up saving them. And then it's... Uh, I mean, I disagree on that one. Like, uh, come on. Saving a child <laughs> is the least you can do. That doesn't make you... <laughs> A good person. That just that just gives you bare minimum of <laughs> humanity. Because yeah. I'm sure even imperial, even 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 imperial people, they care about the kids too. So like, I, I, Anakin still does keep, not care about the kids. 
he had a bad day. He had a really bad day that day. Wow. <laughs> um, but anyway, I thought, <laughs> I thought uh, they, they go back and forth so much mm-hmm. here with the droid issue. Like they humanize yeah. mm-hmm. them sometimes, you know, characters like R2-D2 and C-3PO and, mm-hmm. and now with AC, like Omega was willing to die to save AC. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. other times, like at the end of uh, Mandalorian, oh, it's cool for Luke to go on a rampage because they're just droids. So mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're they don't get it right completely. It's like I they mean, almost I, do, but I mean, I think it, I think I think it, that's a good point, and I agree with it. But I don't think the argument against it. I don't think the Mandalorian example is a great one with the dark troopers because the dark troopers are droids created by the Empire to not have free will and to like impose a, a, a negative agenda right so like it's not like ac or c3po or to d2 mm-hmm. that like are have their free will and are like good guy mm-hmm. droids so uh, i think like solo did what you're saying of like mm-hmm. fucking up droid autonomy by killing l3 and then she's <laughs> like all about droid liberation and free will for droids and all of a sudden nope but we're gonna imprison your mind forever in the hyperdrive of the Millennium Falcon. And it's like, oh, that, that, I think in that sense, it's like, oh, Star Wars, you, you thought you were doing the thing, but then you ruined the thing. <laughs> okay, I will concede the point. I mean, it's still your point. <laughs> you're saying yeah. uh, the solo is a better example. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think it's a valid point. <laughs> okay. um, anyway, did you guys also notice that there's obviously the episode is very dark because we're underwater and it's like, you know, this gloom and depression. And then at the end we're in sunlight. I think it's the only time we've seen sunrise in In Camino Camino. because Camino is always raining and everything. So it it ended with this like beautiful, hopeful note, even though Mm -hmm. you leave Crosshair behind, you have this idea that at least they acknowledge that they're still family. They don't have to agree. They don't have to be enemies. Mm -hmm. And so it was beautifully framed also like with the mm-hmm. continuity of it throughout so i thought it was it was really fantastic and there were yep. some really cool moments in there too visually as well because the i can't get over how good the animation has gotten really it's no, something yeah. else it's it's, it's so good especially like again like uh wet the wet hair still gets mm-hmm. to me it's just like oh man i don't know it's amazing Those oh and this time like underwater. underwater the underwater hair kind of was... like super saiyan yeah yep. <laughs> it was great <laughs> So it it's so too, good. too, too good. I mean, it's kudos to them, man. They just, they deserve like an Emmy for outstanding animation. I don't even know if that's a thing, but if it's not, it should be because it, the show thing. looks really good. Especially like if you look at it in comparison with the first episodes of the Clone Wars, it's right. It's the same yeah. animation style that started yeah. the Clone Wars, but you can see how far it came mm-hmm. from like the plasticky crappy backgrounds and not good lighting to like this which is kind of a map every frame is basically a painting <laughs> it's, 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 so, it's a work it's of art so good. yeah mm-hmm. yeah just everything's just mesmerizing it's mm-hmm. amazing um so now we have to talk about a crosshair situation so how do you think mm-hmm. that was handled in general in terms of the episode itself yeah mm-hmm. i think the last two episodes did with crosshair and his dynamic with, I mean, the problem is that he didn't have a dynamic, right? With the batch, mm-hmm. he just had like that exchange with Hunter and Return to Camino, and then like his interaction with Wrecker and mm-hmm. Tech in this episode. Uh, and I think we needed more of that. I think Prosser needed to have like those moments with the batch where they're kind of 
like ignoring him out because he's lost and him we seeing that mm-hmm. his he has like some sort of uh, emotion about it, even though we we're not sure what it is until that reveal right in, in the end but mm-hmm. uh the end i mean yeah so these last two episodes did what the rest of the season should have been doing in a more active way i don't think they needed to you know beat us over the head with that thing with that uh, <laughs> dynamic but i think it needed to happen more so that when it so that when we see it now it feels like i said before it feels earned because right now it's just like oh mm-hmm. well this thing at the end uh, so hopefully we see that in season two a bit more and i think we will based on mm-hmm. how the episode how the season ended so yeah I really like the dynamic between these two episodes on mm-hmm. like Crosshair's interaction with their, their respective batch members. Mm-hmm. Like the first one, obviously, it's Hunter. It's like the big brother, the mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. kind of leader, and like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of failed me, and Hunter still kind of like feeling ashamed as well. So like, mm-hmm. like it, it's it's that I'm. Um, I know I'm in the right, but I'm still I'm now I'm feel ashamed about it. Yeah. Then, but yeah. then you have the interaction with Wrecker, mm-hmm. and then that's where it's interesting because Wrecker presents the same argument against Crosser. Crosser was argument was like, well, why didn't you look for me? Mm-hmm. And then Wrecker's argument was like, well, why didn't you look for us? We were mm-hmm. taking you in. Yeah, right. and he looks so sad about it too. Off Wrecker. Yeah. He's so pure. Well, well, and 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 the fact that before Wrecker made that statement that Crosshair was like, oh, what's what's in your tiny head? And it's and, yeah. and it's it's the same argument. So it's kind of like in your face kind of thing. Like, oh wait, I'm I also have the tiny head if I Mine. but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 everybody takes it from their own perspective. And mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, tech being all tech and being like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm objective. I, I just be, but that doesn't mean I, I'm with you. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't condone it. I'm just, I just understand your situation. Mm-hmm. But then it's, it's Omega. That's like, that's the relationship that Crosstech still can't get over. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he's stuck there it's like there, there's like jealousy there's like oh you're mm-hmm. following orders from you're getting from the child yeah. like mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the child is older than us and like yeah what's there when <laughs> which is the fact that i right. really like that tech acknowledged it it's like she's yeah. actually older than us so mm-hmm. why do you keep calling her a kid like yeah. stop that <laughs> and and i do love that the batch like completely backed her up when Crosshair's being like, really, you're following orders from the kid. And it's like, do you have any other ideas? And they fully trust her to yeah, be right. able to do this. Finally. You know? <laughs> yes. But I mean, they had to get there too. They, they're they trained to be soldiers and mm-hmm. they still, it's going to take them a while to understand the fact that she is older just because of, you know, visually per- you see her as a child and then they're overprotective of her. But at least mm-hmm. they have come to fully respect her. And Crosshair doesn't really understand it, obviously, because he hasn't been around the team this whole time. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think he understands the relationship ha- that has developed between her and the rest of the batch. But I think at the end of the day that she is probably going to be the bridge that brings them back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw a lot of interactions between the both of them, too, and, and Omega herself trying to understand him. 
because yeah. she admits herself that she thought it was all about the chip, but it wasn't. Right. And that's something else that I really enjoyed when uh, when Tech is, you know, defending Crosshair that he says that it's just in his nature, that he was always unyielding and severe and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he can't change his own nature. So, but I think it you can, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a choice that you have to make. So I think that this is now what's going to, happen with a crosser hopefully we actually get more from his perspective in next season so we actually know what he's thinking mm-hmm. uh, yeah and i think that whole interaction with omega and him kind of and not to like they verge the conversation mm-hmm. right from this internal uh, str- uh emotions right that all these characters having and going to like the uh, theory realm but i think uh in a way, this whole interaction that Omega and Crosser had in this episode might subdue or just like cancel the Omega's force sensitive conversation just because like now that we know that she was there bef- like before, mm-hmm. I mean, that she was there before them and she mm-hmm. might have actually helped Nala say in, in mm-hmm. their creation, she wasn't being force sensitive in those first episodes when she was saying like, Oh, it's, you know, I know what you're going through because, like, because she actually she understood them because the she was there. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, well, I know what's going on scientifically. <laughs> yeah. So maybe she's just uh, enhanced in different ways. Uh, just a normal clone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there has there has to be something like different to her. Like, why does she have blonde hair all of a sudden? And it's like there's still there's still maybe maybe that's just a red herring that we're still uh, focusing. I mean, to what what, what, look what makes Boba Fett different than just just a normal person? No, like, mm-hmm. they're still yeah. a badass so which is something to look forward to i really hope that boba fett shows up in season two i would love to see alpha and omega interacting i think yes. that would be fantastic and, and... Well, i wonder i wonder if omega will actually get a name like I, mean, I don't know omega's pretty badass name if you ask yeah it's yeah. a pretty bad name but you know well i see like, what you're saying but but you know it's still a number or like a mm-hmm. system. Wasn't like. Yeah, it's a it's a title, not a name. Yeah. Right. It's, but I think it would be cool to see Boba and Omega interact as young uh, adults, yeah. right? Now in Bad Batch to then open the possibility of then maybe seeing how that, if we see a relationship between them in animation as young people, how it might maybe in book in book of boba fett we see yeah. like old boba and old omega i mean i don't think we'll get omega in book of are, boba are, fett are, are we gonna but, do like a like a loki thing uh, they're variants so they're gonna get chips no no i know they're not variants though they're, they're i think no i think no that's that's getting into weird 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 discussion because they are genetically that's completely different i think from the loki thing now my brain's going haywire And if you want more of this discussion, you can check out our last episode with Ty Black on on Loki, what uh, for all time always. Uh, But because Loki and Sylvie aren't genetically the same person. They just fulfill the same role in their timelines. Mm -hmm. So they're not the same. They're not the same person as opposed to like Boba and Omega, uh, Boba and Omega. They are genetically the same and they're as close as you can get. So they yeah, would they would be, be twins. twins. Yeah. So now we're getting that would get into like the moral dilemma of if is consensual incest wrong or right. 
Oh, eh, <laughs> but I don't think that's what this uh, episode is about. No, thank eh. you. No. <laughs> um. Anyway, but going back to the the Omega, because we were talking that the name is mm-hmm. technically a title, which is one of the things mm-hmm. that Hunter points out to Crosshair that it doesn't matter what you do to the Empire, you will always only be a number. And mm-hmm. I think Crosshair has convinced himself that if somehow he attaches himself to whatever is more powerful, he will be powerful too. And he mm-hmm. will matter because of that instead of finding meaning and being a family, which is what the batch chose to do. Mm-hmm. So I love it's, like both sides of that. It's like, it just reminded me of Saruman in Fellowship of the Ring, where he's like, oh, I'm <laughs> going to rule. I'm going to rule with Sauron. And then Gandalf is just like, there is only one Lord of the Ring and he does not share power. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, Crosshair. Just yeah. because you think you're gonna share the power, no nope. power is for Palpy, and you are, the, and you are disposable. Yep, Palpian, completely Palpian. disposable. So, so I don't know. So I think, I think Crosshair starting to internalize some of that. Hopefully, because mm-hmm. he didn't look completely, you know, sure of himself there towards the end. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was it was a beautiful ending because not only do you get like you know that burial at sea but then you see omega looking mm. out into the distance and you see all the smoke coming out mm. so you get like the burial the cremation like this mm. is just the end of an era basically because it's not just the end of camino but it's it's the end of that era of star wars yes the clone wars are officially over just like joda oh. said uh, begun the clone war has and mm-hmm. ended yeah. the clone wars the world yeah <laughs> absolutely welcome to the empire and, and even so, the name the name of the episode it's like you know camino is the way it's like they now they don't have a way they don't have their mm-hmm. what is going to be their path crosser has a path mm-hmm. you know so follow the empire but what mm-hmm. what what's the but it's not his path that, he, that, that that he's setting for himself it's a path that someone else is giving him now and true, true but batch has to find a any so, so right the, so the batch has to find a path the batch patch path <laughs> oh shit we're getting the tongue twisters here <laughs> um so anyway i think we've talked about most of the episode so far do you guys have mm-hmm. any last thoughts or anything about the episode or the season in general no i think uh, we should like um like do maybe like rewatch the whole season and then maybe do a, yeah. uh, uh, an episode about the whole thing the whole thing and see like yeah. how it uh ages right now with the hindsight of knowing how the whole thing Mm -hmm. happened but in terms of like this episode i think i think we we went deeper especially with that whole loki uh, (laughs) comparison there deeper than i expected to go (laughs) yeah yeah so so it was good it was a good a good finale really i yeah i got the serious feels from it and obviously the the score is oh, something wow. else fantastic as always. I, I guess there's the, the last scene where Nala say is being taken to yeah by the empire how did we forget that yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, good question is that was that Kashyyyk by any chance or uh, we don't know the there was the the planet wasn't named so it's still a, a speculation uh, awesome, I think it way. would I think it would be interesting if it was Kashyyyk I think it could be the same planet where they rescued Gregor uh, from a couple episodes ago, which okay. I don't remember the name of that planet either. Uh, but it was a great visual, right? Like the it was amazing looking. The, yep. Yep. Beautiful. And obviously uh-huh. with the imperial uh, worker with the 
same cloning outfit as Dr. Pershing from the Mandalorian. So obviously the implication mm-hmm. is that Nalase is work, yep. Nalase is yep. working Let in the cloning. Let the palpy clone begin. That, exactly. <laughs> the clone wars are over, but the palpy palpy clones have begun. Palpy clones yeah. have begun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think we are going to have a lot to look forward to for season two mm-hmm. so yep. so i think I we're hope, done for today I, I, right i hope i oh. hope it doesn't happen like the mandalorian season two yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope they continue to do what makes it good and they don't kind of backtrack so yeah and i hope season three of mandalorian does what makes it good again so yeah again, hoping. Yeah. <laughs> goes back a little bit to the roots of season one and you know it's mm-hmm. fine to expand the universe but just you know don't make it feel ham-fisted i feel <laughs> yeah do it with purpose because mm-hmm. i did do think that one of the good things about the bad batch is they had cameos too but their cameo characters had mm-hmm. a purpose they didn't yeah. feel forced on you so yes, exactly so hopefully they will continue the trend and maybe Mandalorian will be inspired by it as well mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely so I think with that, we are done. This is the end of the Bat Batch season one. For now. We're getting season two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are Triad of the Force. Thank you for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere that podcast can be found. YouTube, we have some shirts and stuff. So just like, subscribe, leave a comment. And until next time, may the Force be with you. Bye. <laughs>